0: My beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, B. King, and I'm coming to you today with a heavy heart. The past couple of days have been devastating. What's happening in Israel right now, the devastation, the tragedy, it's been a lot. And being Jewish, even saying that I'm Jewish feels a little scary right now. It is very scary what's happening in our world and the chain reaction, the response that people are having to this conflict is really intense. So I had other content planned but it just didn't feel authentic to what's happening in my world, the world. Now there's always things happening in the world and there's just the part of the human experience, the darkness and the light, the good and the bad. I mean, the contrast is we need the contrast. So we know what's on the other side of it. So it's always happening and different things happening. The world will impact people in different ways. And this just hits way too close to home because that's where my roots come from that's my ancestors and it's just been a very strange couple days now I wanted to record this episode to talk a little bit about what's happening I'm not going to go into all of the details because you can see all of the gruesome barbaric disgusting acts that are happening Um, I'm not going to talk deeply about that But I want to talk about when you're in a position like this, how to navigate it uh, from a nervous system standpoint, because this is very, very, very dark. And it's really easy to let this darkness carry with you. And I'll say that you carrying the darkness with you doesn't take the pain, the despair, the tragedy that's happening on the other side of the world. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but I wanted to record this episode for a couple of reasons, because I know I'm not alone in feeling this way and also to bring awareness to what's happening because we get so much information at all times and we're constantly bombarded with terrible things that are happening in the world. And it's really easy to ignore it or push it aside and just think, oh, that's happening in the Middle East. So that doesn't impact me. But it does because all human beings are connected. Doesn't matter where you come from, where's your background. All human beings come from the same place. So, just feels. I mean, my mom. So my mom is always telling me about the terrible things in the news. So I don't need to watch the news because I can always count on my mother to tell me about the terrible things. And we're on the phone, and she was telling me, and I. Sh- shut her down right away. And I was like, Nope, I don't want to talk about this right now. Cause I didn't realize the magnitude. It was just kind of the beginning stages of it. And then I saw something online, of course, and then another thing. And then it really, I realized that I was like, Oh, I'm trying to bypass this. I'm trying to bypass this sadness. I've been trying to bypass this horrific thing selfishly. Cause I'm like, in this really good place. Like I'm feeling great. It's just what it is to be human. I don't, I don't want any sad news to bring me down. Like it's just so easy to bypass. It's so easy, but it doesn't serve anybody. And I've done an episode about spiritually bypassing and I'll talk a little bit about it, but it's really important that we don't spiritually bypass this. It's really important that we acknowledge the darkness and the evil that's happening, but also not letting it consume you. So that's why I wanted to record this episode because I'm not the, I know I'm not the only one that's experiencing this. So I want to share how I'm processing and what I'm doing and then, you know, how you can do it yourself. So thank you for being here and for listening. You know, there are things that are happening. And, you know, in terms of the model, which is the coaching tool that I learned from my coach, Brooke, You know, this is one of those things where if you coach someone on something that's really traumatic, that's happening, it's really hard to say that these types of events are neutral because they're not. This type of event is horrific. Now, if you asked someone that's on the other side of the argument, though, they wouldn't agree with that. So that's what is so fascinating about world events and circumstances is they are just things that are happening that we don't have control over and the accepting that they're happening doesn't mean that you agree with it. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I run into with myself, especially when something like this happens, but also with my clients, there's just this really hard line between acceptance and agreement. And I'm like, no, accepting is just. Understanding that this is the reality and this is happening, that these are the people who are being tormented and what, what they're going through. Like that is a reality. That is a fact of life. And it's not just what's happening right now. A fact of life is there's always people suffering and being able to accept that takes off a little bit of the tension because We just have to understand that that's just a part of the human experience. Do we have to love that? No, absolutely not. But the more that we can accept it, the more that we can use our energy and our brain power to find solutions, to find, create peace, have the ripple effect of peace, because that's all that we really want at the end of the day. Now, what's happening in Israel is not about human rights. It's not about religion, political beliefs. This is straight evil. This is the underbelly of the human race and it has to exist. Unfortunately, it's so hard to wrap your head around, but it has to exist because the darkness is how we understand where the light is. And if there's anything that I have learned about Israeli people is their freaking resilience So almost 10 years ago, my good friend and I, we weren't, we were new friends at that time. We became friends because of this trip. We had the privilege of going to Israel on our birthright trip, and we ended up extending our trip and staying. And it was the most incredible transformative experience. Now, I would always say I'm not religious. You know, I never, you know, I I went to um, Hebrew school for a little bit, dropped out. School was hard for me. Um, and I know I would go to temple on holidays, but I never really just got into it. Um, but then after when Israel it changed my understanding of what it meant to be Jewish and I never felt so connected to a place. It was incredible. And the people there were so special, you know, they really lived like every day could be their last. And it's because of this reason, because there is, there's been so much tension and and um fear where it could be like rockets could fly in the air and that's exactly what happened you know we had a couple of instances when we were there when the whole entire street shut down because an unidentified bag was in the middle of the street and a bomb squad came and we were sitting in a hostel watching this unfold and a bomb robot comes out of This truck takes the bag into the truck and then drives off. And then all of a sudden, it's like it never happened. And then all the streets were busy again. And my girlfriend and I are sitting there like, what is going on? But that's just how Israelis live. Like they are so present. They are so in the moment because they never know when their next moment will be their last. And it was such a beautiful place in the way that they love their country and the way that they take care of their people in their country. There was just such pride. And I left that trip feeling that pride. And all I've been thinking about is how I can get back there. And just the fact that there's people in the world that thinks that Israel should not exist blows my mind. It blows my mind. And this chain reaction that this is creating is so scary. It is so scary. This comes down to control and power, and it's just disgusting. You know, the other thing that I found so fascinating and so beautiful about Israel is you, it's a safe place to believe in whatever you want to believe in. You know, you can be Christian there. You can be Muslim there. You can be who you want to be there without fear. And I think that scares other places because it's different. It's a different ideology. And when things are different, there's so much fear around it. And it's truly heartbreaking. It's truly heartbreaking. So, I mean, you can't go online right now without hearing about this and maybe you're washing over it or ignoring it. I'm not going to go into all the details of what has happened because this episode is meant to give you the tools to work through what's happening and not re-trigger you or traumatize you. Because I will tell you that the images that are going around on the internet are absolutely unfathomable. It's like my brain is trying to make sense of it like it's a movie, that it's not actually happening. It's so hard to believe that it's happening. And the fact that it happened on a holiday that's supposed to be one of the most joyous times, it was just so calculated and so evil. All of these innocent lives, the families, the children, the elderly, it's just unreal. It's unreal and it's heartbreaking it is so heartbreaking so what i wanted to talk about on this episode is not necessarily what's happening because again you can go online and it will tell you and it is a lot but i wanted to talk about is how to manage this information while staying informed and not bypassing it, not spiritually bypassing it and ignoring, because it's very easy to do staying informed, but also taking care of yourself because you suffering because other people are suffering doesn't fix the problem. So, you know, we live in an era of unprecedented information accessibility. We have more information in a day that, that than a hundred years ago, people had in a whole year that is so much. And it's constantly at our fingertips. It's everywhere we go. It's everywhere we go. It's on your phone. It's on your email. It's at the nail salon. It's, it's literally everywhere. You cannot escape it. And the, you know, it's important to acknowledge what's happening, but sometimes we feel like it's happening in our backyards. And so What's the important thing of not bypassing is being able to understand, to empathize and then act on it, do something. If it's making you feel a certain way, instead of feeling hopeless and helpless, doing something and, you know, the double-edged sword of being informed and having access to so much information, you know, being informed can feel empowering, but it also can feel really overwhelming. It can be emotionally taxing. And the images and the stories that we see and we hear, they stay with us. And I will tell you, the especially the, the music festival that was happening, the images that I saw from that, I could still close my eyes and see the pure terror in these women and the families that were kidnapped that recorded videos and just the children, like, you can really see it, and it stays with you. It stays with you. It's not an innocent. Let me check. It stays with you, and this shapes how we feel, and this shapes how we show up. Just notice, notice how you feel after you read something about what's happening in this world, whether it's the Israeli conflict or if it's something else that's a part of human suffering. If you ever notice, your heart starts to race, right? you start to feel like I, this always happens with school shootings as well. You feel overwhelmed by the tragedies that are unfolding. And if you experience this, I just want you to know that you're not alone. So beyond the headlines, beyond the emotional responses, this is a part of our biology. our nervous system is constantly operating behind the scenes and this plays an important role in how we process react to and cope with events that are happening in the world so it's important to understand how it works so you can better navigate your emotions and to make sure that you are responding in a way that is aligned with your values but most importantly your well-being so we're going to talk about how to navigate staying informed, but also managing your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual well-being. Because this is so important and it's never going to go away. We're always going to have this, okay? So again, I'm not going into the detail between Israel, the Hamas conflict. You can learn all about it. You can find the cliff note versions of why this goes back for so long the important thing to know is this happened 50 years after the Russia-Shana war there was a war that lasted for 11 days and it's 50 years later and it's like history repeating itself and what's really scary about this is this is the f- most jews killed since the holocaust most jewish people murdered innocent people since the holocaust and this conflict is multifaceted. There's political, religious, historical layers to it. And it's a very complex situation. But when you, when I break it down in my mind, it's not about any of that. It's just truly about control and power and hate. So... We know that's going on in the world and you can impact, you can insert anything in this episode. If you listen to this episode later on, anything that's happening in the world, you can insert it here. Um, but specifically of what's happening in this moment in time, this is what we're experiencing. This is history right now. So what I want to talk about is the contrast of getting you know, the global news, especially when it's Really distressing. I want to talk about the impact on our emotional and physiological well being. I'm going to talk about compassion fatigue and understanding the connection with your nervous system because having this information and strategies is going to help you protect your mental health while staying informed. So, modern news, we have 24 7 coverage and it's not just news, it's social media. We have so much access to information and real time of like actual people sharing what's happening as it's unfolding. And this constant exposure can lead to emotional overload. And, you know, the news does use sensationalism, which emphasizes or exaggerates negative traumatic events which they know heightens emotional response, which makes us want to watch, consume, and engage more so we can try to make sense of it and fill in the gaps. So that is a part of the news. That's why one of the techniques that I'll share is having one or two news resources that you feel comfortable consuming that doesn't use sensationalism, that's like really neutral and just tells you the facts. So the impact that this has on your nervous system is it creates a flight or fight or flight response. So you go from your safety place, the place of home in your body, which is your parasympathetic nervous system. And it triggers your sympathetic nervous system. So hearing about distressing events triggers your body's primary defense mechanism, which releases stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. So your brain is thinking whatever you're consuming is actually happening right here, right now. And The important role of our brain, I mean, in all of this, our brain is meant to keep us safe and alive, but our also empathy is something that Our brain creates mirror neurons. So our brains have neurons that allow us to feel empathy when we see or hear about someone else suffering, these neurons can produce feelings as if we are experiencing that pain ourselves. I will tell you that this is something that I experienced right away, especially with the families. I just, my heart. Broke into a million pieces, the families that hadn't heard from their daughters or seeing footage of their kids being kidnapped and seeing videos of it on the internet. That I could feel it in my body right away. So, this creates compassion fatigue. And this is the emotional toll of prolonged exposure. So, there's cumulative stress in your nervous system, wears your nervous system down. So, continual exposure to distressing news. It's like, it's essentially like a bucket being filled with stress, 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 stress. And if there gets to be too much stress in that bucket, it will overflow. And this could lead to compassion fatigue. So compassion fatigue includes emotional numbness, reduced empathy, where you're just not feeling anything. You feel hopeless. You feel powerless. You feel more irritable and you might have a physical symptom like exhaustion. So it will manifest in a physical tangible way. So it's important to understand the symptoms of compassion fatigue and kind of when you're teetering on the edge of it. Um, but it's also important to think about the prolonged exposure and how this, how your nervous system responds over time. So the number one thing, and this has been happening with the tragedies and traumas that happen with school shootings is desensitization. When we are continuously exposed to traumatic news, our nervous system starts to dull its response to protect us from the emotional pain. So our nervous system is so intelligent, our body is so smart, and when it's too much, we have our brain literally desensitizes us because it's too much for our systems to handle. The other thing that it responds to our nervous system is hyperarousal. So hyperarousal is when your nervous system is constantly in this activated state. And pro like continuous exposure can keep the nervous system in a heightened state leading to restlessness. It can lead to anxiety and a hard time sleeping. And so last night, I mean, yesterday I was so consumed by this and I was in a hyper arousal state, but I understood what was going on. So I was able to do down-regulating exercises before bed. I did breath work. I did some techniques that I'm going to share with you in a little bit and I actually ended up sleeping really well. And Brian is was out of town, and so he first he's like, "Did you sleep okay?" Because we were talking on the phone last night, and I was just breaking down to him, and he was nervous I didn't sleep okay, but I did because of these techniques. Um, So the other way that our nervous system responds is the feedback loop. So as distressing news keeps our nervous system activated, we become more prone to seek out news that confirms our feelings or fears, which further fuels the cycle of stress and emotional pain. So this is us looking and we're trying to make sense of it. Again, these are all things that I experienced in the past couple of days. I'm looking for things. I'm Googling. I'm I'm consuming. I'm trying to find information to further confirm my experience. So that's the effect of global news, distressing news on our nervous system. Now, this everybody's different. Like this is not generalized. This is different for every human being because someone that has an experience with trauma might be more susceptible to feeling compassion fatigue and managing the emotional toll of distressing news. So some people are more susceptible than others. And I would definitely say that I am very susceptible to compassion fatigue. Um, Also coping mechanisms. When you have inherited coping mechanisms we find a way to block out what's actually happening. Now, if you have a good support system or people that you can talk to about the global events, then if you have a much easier time managing the emotional toll of the global news. So things that we're going to talk about to help break the cycle of overconsumption, nervous system uh, activation. With distressing events. I'm going to talk about mindful consumption, mindfulness techniques, grounding techniques to get you in your body, um, creating harmony in your life, like not over consuming, um, even taking time away from any media, social media, internet, anything that um could trigger this response again. Um and then the most important thing and this is why I am recording this podcast is I want to talk about the importance of community and having these conversations so you don't feel alone. Okay, so let's talk about ways to deal with compassion fatigue. So compassion fatigue is a byproduct of our innate human ability to empathize. So while empathy helps us connect with others, the, the shadow side of being empathetic leaves us feeling emotionally drained especially when we are exposed to really really distressing information so the first thing that's important is setting boundaries i did not have boundaries i Overconsumed. I could see myself doing it. My nervous system was responding to this stressful event. Um, so instead of cutting it completely out, just set boundaries. How are you consuming? Who are you listening to? Does this source, is the source aligned with you and your values? How does it make you feel when you're consuming? Make sure that you have a limited source of trusted outlets rather than a all over approach. This helps you make sure the quality is aligned with you and also helps you reduce the volume of unnecessary distressing information, Uh, making sure that you unplug, making sure that you have some hours in the day where you're not connected to your phone. You're not talking about this. You're just spending time focusing on yourself. And then you can have scheduled time with your prefrontal to check in with the news. If that is important to you. The next thing is really important is self-care. Remember to take care of yourself and schedule breaks. Schedule time to work out. Make sure that you are getting enough sleep, that you're not on your phone before bed. Make sure that you are eating food that is nourishing you so you can maintain emotional equilibrium. I'm um, doing rounding exercises like walking and yoga are really, really good during this time. Um, and you know, my personal favorite is dancing. I've danced this morning to help me shake out the stress, the sadness that I was feeling. And it just helps me get so much more in my body. Okay. So it's the physical self-care, the mental and emotional self-care Reading a book that's just for pleasure, um, maybe a book that elicits happy, feel good emotions, um, meditation, journaling. Uh, and most importantly, right now, is breath work. Breath work for me has been so instrumental in taking care of myself these past couple of days because if I didn't have that breath work, my system would have been so activated and it would have bled into my day today. You know, the interesting thing about this experience. Experience and just being a human is you can have you can acknowledge that there's like sadness happening, but then there's also other wonderful things. So I always say embrace the and. And so this morning when I was doing meditation, I was just connecting to how I felt. I felt sad and a little bit helpless because I felt like, what can I do? And then I acknowledged I feel really comfortable and safe on my couch. So I was acknowledging what I was feeling, but also acknowledging that this other part, this goodness can exist. And that's the contrast of being a human, um, because being able to do things that help you connect with yourself, help you stay grounded, which ultimately will help you find your solution to whatever is happening in the world that you find distressing. And then the other self care is your spiritual self care, connecting to a higher power or getting out into nature provides peace. And you might have devotionals, you might have a prayer, you might attend a religious service, or you just might spend some time outside just connecting with nature. To me, this is where I find the answers of how to move forward when such terrible things are happening in the world and how I want to approach it. So there's the physical self-care, the mental, emotional self-care, and the spiritual self-care. And then the last piece is seek help, whether that's professional help, getting, going into therapy, um, talking to a coach, you know, the therapy coaching, depending on where you're at and how you're experiencing it, can help give you the tools and the support to process what's happening. Um, Also community engagement, just connecting with your community, connecting with people that are also feeling this way helps you feel not as alone. So the last thing that I want to talk about is some more tangible um, practices that you can use to move from overwhelm to empathy, but not into compassion fatigue as I've talked about this whole episode is the information that we're constantly being bombarded with um, can be more than our hearts and our heads can handle. And that's hundred percent where I was at yesterday and staying informed quickly turns to overwhelm. If you don't have these practices or a a practice in place to help you navigate the sea of information with empathy, but also with balance equilibrium in your body. So the first one is just mindfulness, just being present and aware of where you are, what you're doing without being reactive or overwhelmed, just noticing. And I practiced with that a lot yesterday when I was with my daughter, I could tell my, I could tell when I was starting to think about the families or the the things that were happening. And I would just drop back in count to 10, get into my body. I do the slow rhythmic counting look at my daughter, call around the sounds. And it just brings me back into the present moment. This just helps our racing thoughts. This helps us going into a spiral, helps us from going into a place of anxiety or distress. You know, this helps us discern between our emotions, which ones are actually our own emotions or what's coming from a reaction from information overload. So the things that you can do is you know, daily mindful moment, choose one activity that you're super engaged and present in. Um, Another is a body scan, scanning from your head down to your toes, noticing where your body feels sensations, you know, without trying to change it, just being aware of what your body is experiencing, Uh, focused breathing. So bringing attention to your breath, focusing on the inhales and the exhales without judgment, This, I love to do a down-regulating exhale. So it's a double exhalation. That's double as long as the inhale. And this helps trigger your parasympathetic nervous system, which gets you back into a a state of safety. And it's from a state of safety that you can decide how you want to show up, what actions you want to take. You're way less likely to be reactive and doom scrolling on the internet. When you're in a place of safety, you'll be able to respond in a mindful, intentional way. So that leads to selective engagement. So like I said earlier, quality over quantity, instead of consuming all the available news, find trusted sources that provide comprehensive insights, setting boundaries. I've talked about this, but I think that this is the most important. If you want to stay informed, allocate specific time for news consumption, avoid checking the news first thing in the morning. And right before bed, that to me is a non-frickin negotiable. Okay. Um, purposeful consumption, ask yourself the purpose of engaging with the news. Is this just an impulse? Like you want to check it really fast because it feels like an urge and it feels important, or do you have something that you really want to check on Okay, purposeful consumption and then emotional regulation t- techniques. So understand your emotions, recognize that your emotions are natural reactions, responses that don't, necessarily dictate reality. So by understanding this, this is how you choose to respond to your feelings. Like I said, I'll probably hone in on this more and more and more because y'all know I just did breathwork facilitator training and I'm on this whole, I'm in this whole new world with breathwork, um, but deep controlled breathing will calm the sympathetic nervous system. So it'll take you from fight or flight, and it will activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which will drop you back into safety. Okay. So you can do this through box breathing. So this is when you inhale for four, you hold for four and exhale for four, hold for four, and then repeat. I like to do this for five minutes. Um, and it doesn't have to be four. It could be a five count. The key is the, the balance of it is the consistent count. So you want all the counts to be the same. This creates balance in your body. So this allows you again to choose how to respond to what's happening versus reacting. Another way that you can regulate your nervous system is by getting grounded into your body. So very simple technique that you can do is called the five, four, three, two, one. And this is identifying five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two, you can smell and one you can taste. This one is what I used with Ellie a lot yesterday because I noticed myself kind of starting to go somewhere else and this just brought me back into my body, back into my environment. Um and then the last is positive reframing. This is not positive toxic positivity. This is not spiritually bypassing. This is acknowledging about what's happening in the world, but then also looking for positive things that are happening or positive developments that are happening to balance your perspective, because it's not black or white. It's not all evil. It's literally there's other, there's good things to look at. There are good things to look at. You just have to direct your brain that way. Again, this is not spiritually bypassing or toxic positivity because y'all know that that is not helpful. This is looking for a different perspective to help you have a more rounded experience, uh, whatever it is that you're experiencing. So this is what I have for you today. I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you feel affected by what's happening in Israel, I just want you to know that I see you and I'm holding you in my arms and I'm here to support you. I am going to put together just an online meetup to do breath work together to just be in the space, the community to talk about what's coming up, what emotions that we're feeling to validate what you're experiencing, to talk about what we can do. And I know that that keeps coming up. I have a couple of people that ask, like, what can I do? And I ask the same question. Um, the first thing is check in on your Jewish friends, check in and how they're doing, you know, physically they're okay but mentally and emotionally and spiritually what's been happening is taking a toll. So make sure you check on them. You hold them close. I'll share a couple of organizations that my girlfriend shared with me that she up from one of the groups that she's in. So I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and then just most importantly is just check in with yourself. Check in with yourself because I know it's like, oh, what can I do? It's like, we just need to continue to change this vibration that's happening in the world and the way that we change the frequency, not to get, you know, super woo on you, but the way that we change the frequency is checking in with our own first and that will create a ripple. All right. So that's what I have for you today. Back to our regularly scheduled content next week. Please let me know if you need anything. I am here to support you and I'm sending you so much love. Thanks for your time. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine. Oh, the last thing I'll share is if you're in Phoenix, we have two amazing events going down and I feel like it couldn't be at a better time to come together as a community, as a collective, to shake off all of this sadness, all of this darkness, this despair, and come together and like I said, raise the vibration and we're going to do that together this weekend. So all the information again is in the show notes. If you are curious about what the cosmic disco and the new moon ceremony is, we did an episode last week. So make sure you listen to that. All of this will be again in the show notes. Um, But yeah, definitely going to be doing things because healing happens in community. All right. I'm sending you so much love. Thanks for listening. Bye.